Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Brittany. I work with Big Commerce. Uh, so at Big Commerce, we are an open SaaS e-commerce platform that works with um, CBD and alternative and really any category of merchant globally. Um, and I'm joined with, by Ethan Giffen, who is the CEO of Groove Commerce, and I will let him introduce himself. Great, thank you, uh, Brittany. Uh, I'm the CEO of Groove Commerce. My name is Ethan Giffen. We're a full-service e-commerce agency. We help uh, mid-market brands design, build, and grow their e-commerce websites using the Big Commerce platform. So uh, a lot of kind of psych- selling psychology, a lot of technology, and everything in between that to, to help uh, help people grow and sell online. Great, so we're gonna get in a discussion around selling your products online. So um, first question I have for Ethan today is, in 2022, how should e-commerce retailers, such as those in the audience and on the floor today, uh, think about their marketing strategies in order to maximize results? That's a great question, uh, great question. First off, who is selling online today in some capacity? I just wanna see it across, across the room. Are you using, uh, anybody using big commerce? Oh great, that's awesome. Uh, let's can I say some Shout words, Magento, anybody using Magento? WooCommerce is a, is a common one based on some of the CD restrictions uh, that used to be in place. So Shopify, all right, a little bit of everything. Anything else? No? Yep, I just have GoDaddy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I need an upgrade. That's great. We got you. Uh, so, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing um, that we're, we really think about is the overall buyer's journey. Who, what are the personas that purchase from you? How are they going to engage and interact with, with your website? Um, what are the, you know, what are those, type, the, what's the kind of psychology of those, of those buyers? What are the things that they're looking for? Some are going to be looking for in-depth, um, you know, testing or nutritional information. Um, others are going to be looking for, you know, kind of words that uh, a comfort level or, or you know, uh, oftentimes people buy um, just because they see the Kardashian issues a product and they think that it's that it's great, right? So uh, there's a blend of, of psychology that, that goes into that, but really the buyer's journey is one of the big aspects of that. Yeah, so could you dive in a little deeper into the customer journey? Um, is it similar to a traditional sales funnel? I, I would I would say it is. Um, you know, we we really think about um, attracting visitors into your website, right? How do you get them to come in off the street? Um, how do you engage them once they get onto the site? How do you have do you have a welcome pop up? Do you have a welcome series pop up? Do you have a uh, SMS? Are you trying to get their email and their phone number? Like, how are you trying to kind of engage them once they get there? Are you trying to educate them, right? You know, uh, some products that require more education. <clears throat> and then once they become customers, it's how do you delight them? How do you keep them coming back and, and, and buying more from you, right? You're spending harder dollars to get um, to, to get to win a customer. You need to figure out how to eke out an additional order or two out of them uh, in, that, in that process. So um, it, uh, all of that comes back to your return on investment for your e-commerce investment. Okay, so we have the attract, engage, and delight phase. Um, can you go a little bit deeper into each of those phases and what that entails in each stage? 
Absolutely. So attracting um, can, is, is getting people into your site. So how are you doing that? What platforms are you using to influence those to come in? It's influencer marketing. Some of it's search engine optimization. Um, some of it may be pay-per-click marketing, depending upon your industry. Um, you know, social media for, for some, um, uh, not for others, but um, uh, depending upon the legality or the, 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 of what you're doing. Um, in each state, um, so I, I, it's it's really about how do you how do you kind of win them in on onto the website, um, engaging them, you know, really kind of thinking about um, um, how are you gonna how are you gonna start that relationship with them. The, the first key is to get their personal information, their phone number, their email address. Then you can start those kind of marketing drips that um, that, that everybody gets when they sign up to get their ten percent off their first order. Um, I would say. Uh, that's a, something that I love to talk about. Is people love to get that, give that margin away, right? When they uh, on that first order, um, I like to tell people test different things. You know, sometimes instead of giving, if your average order value is, um, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars, and you give ten percent away, you've just given away fifteen bucks, right? Instead, could you buy a, you know, could you get a shirt for six dollars or seven dollars, and you've and you've cut that in half, right? Could, is there some cool accessory that you can include with that, but again, it, it, it reduces that overall that overall piece, right? So thinking a lot about that and how you're gonna get people into those those kind of drips and, and, and hooks. And so, and then delaying is, how are you gonna win them back? Um, what, are, what are you gonna do um, to, um, when somebody is hasn't ordered in six months, 12 months, 18 months, there's this kind of cliff that they can fall off of. You wanna continually delight them and try to bring them back and get them to order over and over again and, um, and keep resetting that date. So in the delay phase, when you're trying to get them to come back and continue to shop with you, what are some tactics or strategies or maybe even channels that you've seen successful in the CPD space? Well, I mean, I, I think, I, I do think that uh, kind of the win back that I mentioned, having an offer, a specific offer to get people to, to come back. If you're using a program like Clavio, you can set those flows up. You can. Um, have a date on that and kind of um, when somebody reaches a certain point past their last order date you start to try to get into a multi-touch um, camp a multi-touch flow where you can try to get them back to order again and you can get more aggressive um, oftentimes it's starting with just a hey it's been a while then maybe the next is a discount maybe the, the, the third or fourth email can be an even deeper discount um, you know, you're kind of at a Hail Mary stage at some point with that. Um, so you can kind of throw anything you can to try to get them um, to, to come back to you. But the win back is one of the things that, um, that, that we love to do. Post-purchase follow-up. Make sure you're getting them to come back to write reviews and ratings. If that's something you make available on your site. People are looking for that social proof. So, um, you know, those are like some middle table stakes things that we see even a lot of kind of uh, mid-market and bigger uh, brands not taking advantage of all of those those tools or they have a very very they might have Klaviyo but it's a very basic kind of kind of hook and if you're not familiar Klaviyo is an email marketing tool that allows you to set up automation um, with your customers and it plugs right into big commerce and, and, and grabs the order data and customer data. Yeah so you started to touch on it a little bit um, what are some, especially in the CBD and hemp space, it can be challenging to market online and to attract new customers, right? So are there any common pitfalls that you see CBD merchants uh, taking? Maybe they're missing some steps or 
not optimizing properly? Well, it's, it's tough. And, and it's one of the things that I kind of mentioned with commerce in the beginning. It was like, that was what the platform du jour that, that people had. And now uh, you see people like BitCommerce open up to be able to leverage uh, with, with CV brands and to be able to take advantage of more of those features and, and, and functionality. So uh, that's something that, um, that, that, that we look at first is, um, you know, do you have kind of all of those, you have marketing automation, you have the right analytics, you have everything kind of set up to be able to understand what you're doing and then figure out a game plan to, um, to aggressively grow it overall. And being a partner of BigCommerce for many, many years, um, what are the opportunities that you've seen merchants unlock, um, especially in the CBD space, once they make a decision or they're evaluating maybe to bring their brand onto big commerce? So one of the things that's, um, uh, CBD can be a complex business, right? That's, we, we, we definitely know that. Um, one of the things that is really great about big commerce is that um, it is cloud-based and you don't have to maintain um, a code base like you do with something like a WordPress or a Magento. You don't have to maintain patch all of security. Um, one, of, one of the things is that BitCommerce allows you to really take it to the next level in terms of customizations and baseline feature set. And that's something that, um, um, that we really love. You know, um, uh, I was just at an event with the CEO of Big and you know, he was talking about um, you know about the sophistication that's that's available, and so one of the things is that um, you know we um, we work with multiple platforms. Like we're kind of we want to make sure our customers get the best tool possible. But you know platforms, some platforms like Shopify are great if you have a very simple business. But once you start to get into complex business rules, complex logic, complex discount coupon codes, like all of those types of things, um, it becomes uh, that's where big really excels for them and um, I, I think um, the, the, that it really fits you don't have to you're not locked into a specified payment provider like you are on some other platforms you have much more flexibility overall and the work that you guys do on those different platforms whether it be big commerce or Shopify um, is design and development right yeah so we we uh, about half our business is designing building and integrating e-commerce systems with back office and um, ERP systems and helping people to really scale up their business and their um, their operations. And then the other half is our growth services. So things like search optimization, pay-per-click marketing, uh, marketing automation, email, etc. And, and commonly we hear merchants or customers use the words design and development interchangeably. So could you dig a little bit deeper on what the difference is in those two different services? Yeah, absolutely, they're, and they're very, very different. So, um, and we actually have a really great video that I think is coming out soon, but hasn't already, where our creative director, Drew, and I talk about that. But um, the, the design aspect is, is, really, um, is, is really the front end look and feel. The, 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 that's where you create your kind of buyer's journeys, where people can, can, they're engaged by color, they're engaged by the types of fonts that you use, the readability, the accessibility, and all of that starts in that design phase where uh, where you're kind of thinking about pixels and, 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 and colors on the screen. The development phase is, is the is really where you're coding and writing writing the writing the code. You're writing to APIs and you're and you're really kind of doing all that stuff behind the scenes. 
Um, I think that it really starts with having a great overall strategy and vision for what you want to build. Um, you can't just like start going down a path. You want to have a strategy, a vision. You want to have it well written out and documented. Then you start to design it. Then you can actually go in and 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 build it. Almost like building a home. You need an architect, right? You need you need to kind of get all of those pieces together, um, and then you uh, and then you move it forward. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, so for the audience, is there any tips or tricks that you could share around improving your UX and UI on the website? Keep it easy. Um, I, would, I, would, I would make it easy. Um, I would uh, make sure that you, uh, many business owners do not engage with their websites enough, right? So they have teams of people working and doing things, but they're actually not going in and, and testing it themselves. So making sure that you're going through that, you're understanding like where what are the pitfalls? Like wh where are people getting stuck? Um, you know, really trying to understand that aspect and, and remove any barriers to buy. You know, I, I kind of laugh. Um, you know, um, you kind of go in some businesses and they have signs everywhere: "Don't sit here, don't talk, don't do this, don't do that." Right? And I think that people will put those roadblocks. It's driving me crazy. I'm like trying to sell some shit, not like uh, you know. Um, uh, so you want to make it easy for people. You want to set a clear expectation of, is it in stock? When will it ship? Potentially, when will it arrive? Like based upon where I am in the country. Um, all of that stuff will help people to maybe, uh, the, like little tiny things will make sure your SSL certificate is like up to date. That is like, um, I actually uh, came down here and um, for this event and um, uh, my wife came because it's spring break and we brought our four-year-old we booked a babysitter for uh, tomorrow night. The first babysitter site I went to asked for my credit card to pay the fee and the SSL certificate was expired, right? And so that kind of shit will hate. Like people, I moved on to the next one and they missed my, they missed my business like for that. So those little kind of things are very, very important um, to, to make sure that you're, that, you're, that you're up to date on and they will influence you know, a typical e-commerce conversion rate is somewhere between, you know, like we'll have some people be two, three, four percent. We've seen places where a quarter of a percent is a great conversion rate for them. And, you know, it's like the little minimal things that will influence um, buyers in that, in that process. So make sure everything is kind of tidy and, and aligned. Thank you, and I hope you got your babysitter. I, I did, I did. <laughs> So we've got about five minutes left. Um, wanted to open up for any questions or comments on what we went over today. I have a question, but not exactly about that, but yes, about marketing. Yeah. Uh, how's the, the Facebook situation? I feel like we've been taken down three times. I don't know if there's like a secret code to that or if you just recommend going a different route because they're gatekeeping, I don't know. They're kind of gatekeeping, right? I mean, it's it's that's the hardest thing um, about all of this, right? It's it's the you know the, the gatekeeping, right? And figuring out um, channels that work from a promotional standpoint. But they're letting people do it, like they're letting big brands do it. But then the small brands, I see that like they take me down within an hour. So I'm like, why are certain people allowed to do it? Uh, I mean, I, so you know, I yeah. think that um, you know the. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, we're recording this, um, but I, I think that um, so maybe I don't fully answer. But I think that I think that bigger brands have more access, 
and more influence, right? And I think that smaller brands get stuck in the automation of all of it, right? Whereas uh, bigger brands, like, definitely um, get more access to people. Um, we've seen that in every aspect of advertising, right? Like, if you watched any of the 60 Minutes about Facebook advertising with, uh, you know, kind of the um, the election stuff, like, you know, the Facebook had reps sitting yeah. at desks on both presidential campaigns, you know, yeah. offices, helping them to spend more money. So I think those, that access is, um, you know, it, it becomes an access thing and it's very, very tough. So figuring out alternative ways to get to it is, is, is the hardest part. Question of that, um, have you seen merchants successfully work around Facebook and other any other ways that you've seen really drive more attention and attraction to their website outside of those paid channels that can be a challenge? Just a lot of influencer like mentions and things like that. Um, you know, I think um, kind of trying to go around, um, you know, it, but that's hard from a paid standpoint to kind of get that to scale, yeah. you know, over overall. But like um, direct so campaigns of buy this don't really like they get kind of spun up in it. And it's tough, it's, it's, it's tough. I think that will evolve, um, but I think with that evolution will come a greater scrutiny on um, the industry as a whole. Yeah. Any other questions? All right, thank you guys very much. Thank you, thank you. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.